Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Tailgate. Today is April 11th, 2022. We're back in the studio. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Will Chambers, and with me, Tyler Walgie, professional better. You are the host with the most, is the hostess they say. with the mostest. Uh-huh. No producer Smitty today. No, so we're missing, we're missing Smitty. We're I missing, slid a seat over. You slid a seat over, and mm. we're missing uh, one of the trio. Yeah, the trio, the big guy's gone. Yeah, and, the and, big and, guy's gone. Which which we had to move around the outline because we were going to talk about the combine. That's right. We can't do that without Smitty. No, and not the combine you're all thinking of. We're talking about the important combine, the news media slash college football tailgate combine, yes. which I won last the year. The supplemental combine, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's what that is. Exactly. We're, 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 this is the combine for the practice squad. Yes. But, and uh, I came in third. Yeah, Which well, third, third out of three. I, I mean, I was <laughs> on. Let's the, clarify that. I was on the podium. I'm on the podium. You're I got. A, I got a bronze medal. When you just so. say third, that's that implies. Now look, I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn here, but Tyler, I've been training. I'm ready for this next combine, and uh, look here. The the truth is that I haven't been training at all. Well, but I, I want to train mentally. See. I'm ready for this next combine because my my whole goal isn't even to win this combine. It's just to not be third. <laughs> Just we, don't be the don't be in last come up place. With like a trophy for last place. Now we didn't do a couple of the you know, I and mean, we got to talk about this when Smitty's here. But we missed out on a, we didn't do vertical. We didn't do the wonderlick. Yeah. Those are my strengths. I feel they are. Yes, you know, yeah. smarts and jumping in the in the trio of the group. Like in always <laughs> sunny in Philadelphia. Ryan's the muscle. I'm the looks. I'm the brains. You're the well. I always thought I was the brains and I mean, the looks, but uh, you're uh, the uh, the professional gambler. <laughs> you're, let's be honest. You're probably the brains. No, so I'm, I'm just a wild card. Well, well, if I'm not the looks, who is? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. That's true. So exactly. But either but, way, yeah. No, no, Smitty today. It's so the off season. Uh, shout out, Smitty. It is the off season. I don't like the off season. Um, look, it's better. We got spring football. Spring football's back. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you get to watch spring <laughs> scrimmages. Yeah, spring football. Is I haven't watched one spring scrimmage. See, but I, I'm watching them. I watched the Michigan one a couple weekends ago. Uh, I watched the others just because it's college football. It's not because it's entertaining right. or it matters, but I just get to see some college football touchdowns, and that's the but truth. You can't learn anything from those games. Mm. You learn nothing from the spring games. Here's what you can learn from a spring game, and I'm being totally honest here. Okay, You can learn quickly – with, with each team, if their home or away jerseys are better because they're matched up side mm. by side. Normally, you got to wait and you got to compare week to week. Are, are they not like the practice jerseys? No, no, no. They scrimmage. It's always like uh, you know, it's the white team versus the you know the home home jerseys versus away jerseys, I'm and they might that. give the quarterback like the you know the red jerseys. Right. Like don't hit those guys. Yeah. But uh, I'm into it. Soccer. College football is not back yet. It's still the off season. But we do have. You mentioned it. The NFL combine's coming up. Or no, excuse me. The NFL combine happened. The NFL draft is coming up. Yeah, draft. I'm excited to see where some of those best, you know, the top players in college go. Um, and there's been some college football news, and we're going to cover that. We do have a good show for you guys today mm-hmm. uh, for an off season show, right? Um, it is the off season. Where it is the off season, we're going to talk some college football news. We're gonna talk about uh, news. We got news. We're gonna we're gonna present some ideas for a new college football playoff trophy mm. because, frankly, I think the current one is lacking. And then uh, Tyler, we have a little uh, pop culture movie segment that you came up with. Well, I mean, this show is about it's a little bit pop culture. 
We are a pop. We're pop culture guys. We, we are, are pop, pop culture, culture guys. Show. I mean, well, we're look, like right there below entertainment tonight. You and I like are, what, thing. what we really are is you and I are culture trendsetters. <laughs> I mean, we influence culture. I'm wearing sweatpants and a hoodie right now. So yeah. yes, that's obviously the case. Well, I look fantastic. Well, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. But look, uh, let's get right into college ball news. And and you know we're the gonna. News, I got a news sound. Hey, since some of the producer seat, I, I'd like to take advantage with all the buttons back here. Okay. So we got. Well, well, this is more breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> than actual like news. Segment. I don't think this is the sound we want for the news this I was going like, to talk about, unfortunately, <laughs> um, because it's actually serious news. And obviously, oh, look, it's okay. Look, we you know at College Football Tailgate, we we intentionally want things to be entertaining and yes. lighthearted and funny. But sometimes like real stuff happens, and it's sad. And the truth, and that's what happened uh, over the weekend with the passing of Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, current uh, NFL. Uh, Corp was a current former or current yeah. NFL quarterback, uh, but obviously a standout at Ohio State, and it's just so sad to see he, you know, he passes away at a young age, a uh, really terrible accident in Miami where he was struck by a a, a truck uh, while he was you know uh, jogging or walking or something, and just uh, his, super his sad. Car ran out of gas and he was walking on the highway. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's terrible, and um, the worst part is that like he was. By all measures and everything I've I've heard is like he was a great guy all around like great young man uh, stand out at Ohio State like here's how you know that that he was a good kid is that like he stomped on my heart as a Michigan fan multiple <laughs> times and destroyed us and I he was never a guy that I like hated there's been plenty of Ohio State players that have come through where I'm like I don't like that guy right. but the truth is that Haskins was just so good and he seemed like a really good kid at the same time you know there's been lots of stuff viral on Twitter. Uh, the video of him when he was like 10 years old walking through the Ohio State facility with an Ohio State jersey on, and he's talking to, I think, his dad who was filming, and and he's like, I'm going to be a quarterback here one day. And it's so cool. You know, he got to live out his dream there and, you know, went on to, uh, you know, be on an NFL roster for, you know, a few years before this tragic passing. And it's just so sad for Ohio State fans, but even more so for, you know, family and friends. And so. Yeah, t- totally. I mean, super sad. You hate seeing that. It gave you, it gave you a weird feeling when you heard about it. And, you know, for sure. Way too young. And yeah, you know, absolutely. And, 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 you know, a great player, but by all accounts, just an even better guy. So, yeah. you know, all thoughts and prayers to his family and his friends. For sure. You know, uh, it's a tra- tragedy whenever someone that young passes away. Total. It's so, super sad, man. It's, it is sad. And so, you know, we would just want to lead off the show with that and, you know, now we'll try to move to, you know, as we said before, it's a lighthearted show. We want to be funny and we'll do that. But you got to pay your respects to oh, totally. a, a college football legend like Dwayne Haskins. So mm-hmm. rest in peace. Uh, but there there are uh, other college football news stories that we need to talk about. Um, some are small. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I love it. Um, you know, some are small, right? Like Vanderbilt got a new logo. And even though it looks fine. I'm into it. It's just a V. But here's the problem is the Vanderbilt V with the star behind it was unique. It was cool. I don't understand. Mm. I never understood why the star, right? Like dated. you'd expect that with like a Texas school or something. It a looked, Texas star. No, no, no. I, I totally disagree with this, Will. You, so you, you, you're a star fan. You like the V with the star. You, you don't like the change. I don't know about it. I mean, I don't hate it. I just think that it's uh, whenever you talk about like such an iconic image or logo, whenever, you know, I'm definitely the type where when I see it new, I'm like, I don't know if I like this yet. I'm sure <laughs> I'll come around to it. I don't hate the new right, logo, right. but it's missing the star. You know, now it's just a V. Now, the way I see it, they looked... Like their logo looked like the team mm. that would be the bad team in the conference. They looked and like I Vanderbilt. Know, well, exactly. <laughs> now I know that's not the case in like baseball and stuff like that. But let, let's be honest. You know, let's, we're talking about football here. That's what. That's right. That's what matters here. In that this is what matters. But 
that's what I feel. I, it, this is sleek. It's like it's just a V, right? But that that's the new thing. I actually saw this YouTube about how businesses are now making their logos less complicated. Mm. How like through the '90s and early 2000s, they were like all these complicated logos, and now they're like going back to making them very simple. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So let I mean, look, more. It, it's cool, and I get that. Like for Vandy, they're like, hey, let's rebrand. Let's m- try to make this cool. Try to make this something. Hip. But it's just going to... I don't know if it's going to look... Here's the thing. When you rebrand, there's got to be positive movement going behind it, right? Yeah. If you rebrand to a new logo and next year they go 1-11 and and just get stomped on by everybody, it's just the same old Vanderbilt. Well, and I so, think it's going to be the same old Vanderbilt. They've yeah. got the best colors in the in the uh, SEC. Well, they're one of like, what, three teams in the SEC that doesn't have red. So that mm. is cool that they're no, one of the no, few that, non-red that's SEC black teams. And gold. In, in, in Missouri's oh, not black gold. Colors. Missouri's like a, like a like yellow. yellow and gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yellow and black. Or that's yeah. Right, yeah, yellow and black. But yeah. Yellow uh, and gold would be pretty tricky. But you could do it. Um, but bad. yeah, I mean, look, shout out to the Vandy fans out there. We know that, yeah, I mean, shout look, out Val- all your, all your Vandy gotta be a lot of there. Vandy listeners, but, uh, I, you, know. you know, I think a lot of the people I actually heard from someone uh, who lived in Tennessee that a lot of the people who live near Vandy are, are uh, Tennessee fans. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. They I don't mean, have, you gotta have a, team. a huge fan base. You gotta have a team to root for. Right. You can, it's hard to, to just suffer with one team for so long. But right? I read an article about Vandy, and apparently all the other SEC teams like cherish Vandy and love Vandy because they're only they're the only private school in the conference. Oh, so interesting. It's, it's like the Harold. It is a good is, school. It's it's like great academics yeah, and stuff. Yeah, good school. I actually, it's better than when Auburn changed their logo. I think last year, and you literally couldn't tell the difference at all. They're like, hey, we rebranded, we got a new logo, and it was like literally identical, dude. Auburn is the team this year. Auburn's like one of like three or four mm. teams where they have such a wide variance. I could see Auburn winning 10 games this year. I could also see Auburn flaming out and you winning our bet about Brian Harson being fired. Well, I, I could see. If uh, you remember, technically my bet can't lose. <laughs> um, but, yeah. but yeah, no, look, I think you're right. I mean, I think that, you know, obviously I can't wait until we get to the point where we're doing breakdowns for the conference because especially with all the player Auburn's movements, there's all kinds of like really fun quarterback battles happening in the SEC, right. players transferring. Like it, it is outside of just Alabama and Georgia being dominant. The rest of the SEC is fascinating as far as like where are people going to end up. I think it'll be super competitive, you know, basically after those top two teams. When are we going to start breaking that down, Will, for the audience? Uh, July, August. That's okay. when, you know, typically... Right after the, right after we break down the hot dog eating contest, right? Yes, okay. exactly. We'll do 4th of July. We'll do hot dog eating contest. Tyler's going to give his best bets mm-hmm. for, you know, who can deep throat the most uh, <laughs> Hebrew nationals or ballparks. or yeah. What do they use at the... Uh, Nathan's. Oh, right. Nathan's yeah, hot Nathan's. Dog. And by the way, you can make all those bets on BetUS. Yes, you can. BetUS. Yeah. Shout out BetUS. Show yeah. sponsor. Yeah. Longtime partner. Uh, BetUS.com. Make your bets there on not only just the hot dog eating competition, <laughs> but all the sports. Everything. If you're betting on baseball now, you can go to BetUS. And look, actually, if you like the show, you listen to the show, a way that you can support us is to go to BetUS if you don't, you know, if you don't have an account with them already. And uh, when you're signing up, put promo code TAILGATE. And with that promo code, you get all these bonuses on top of what they already offer. So it's really cool. It helps us out. Uh, BetUS.com. And I promise, like Will said, I am a, a you know I do this for a living. Uh, a, you know, betting on sports. They're reputable. You know, they send money on time. You can get your money in and out really easy. So uh, BetUS.com. Promo code tailgate. Definitely. But yeah. So Vandy, new logo. Uh, Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big Twelve, announced he is stepping down at some point during this year, which to me is no surprise. And I don't think that it was so much of him stepping down as it is the big 12 
uh, board probably saying, hey, we need someone new in here because you were the one that, that fucked up so bad that you let Oklahoma and Texas get away. Yeah, that's 100% it. Because I was looking for a different reason, and he's given all this nonsense of... Wait, which I mean, what, more time what, with the family. Well, what's he supposed to say? He's doing I mean, with the Urban Meyer playbook. <laughs> well, that's not a, that's a tainted playbook these days, <laughs> and you, I think he's taking something from it. But uh-huh. no, uh, he's out. They're gonna get some, you know, someone in to bring in some money, some TV deals. This is a interesting time for college football. I mean, college athletics in general. Yep. But they need th- th- this is a big hire for the Big 12 so they got to get this right whoever they're bringing in and i mean the texas tech ad is already saying 30 day time limit yep so this is going to happen quickly you know probably before our next show probably right before our next show but um either way yeah uh, they 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 can't miss on this one it's a big hire for the Big 12 if i'm the Big 12 i'm writing a blank check to greg sankey the sec commissioner and i'm saying just make me make us more like the sec do whatever you can do uh Spill so all the secrets about about SEC dirty dealing, and we'll pay you forty million dollars a year. So you're taking the poaching playbook. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, if if every every other Power Five conference, and any conference for that matter, that isn't somehow trying to steal Greg Sankey away, mm-hmm. is they'd be uh, idiots to do that. I thought you he's were, by far the best. Yeah, Sankey is a good option. What about like? Just a good businessman, like some really successful person in no, no, <laughs> yeah, former President Trump. <laughs> yeah, Bring that's him in. Going. Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. Someone who's you know has like own, owns a bunch of companies and has made good decisions. Mm, one of I, uh, Mark Cuban. Oh, yeah, can, can you own an NBA team and Cuban. still also well, be or, commissioner or a Mark of a Cuban type? Right. Like okay. Uh, so someone else from Shark Tank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bring in one of those guys. Yeah. Look, I'm full of ideas. Make me the commissioner of the Big Twelve, and I'll I'll make it cool. What I'll do is I no, will. You wouldn't. I'll you know I'll what? bring I, Nebraska and Texas A&M back into the fold. I'll find a way to secure Texas and Oklahoma, not let them escape to the SEC, and I'll make the Big Twelve great again. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll sell hats, red hats, white print. Make the Big Twelve great I love again. Love that I'm by the buttons. Yeah. You're you're on the ones and twos, yeah. as they say it. Um, but yeah, no, J- uh, Bob Bowlesby uh, stepping down, and we will see who they get. My guess is that it won't be a very big splash hire, but you never know. We'll see if the Big Twelve can make a smart decision for once. Um, other news? Why don't they just promote Matt Campbell? He can do anything he sets his mind to. <laughs> Go from coach to commissioner. I would love that. <laughs> um, Jeff Brom, Jeff Brom, the Purdue yeah, head coach, gets yeah. an extension. Uh, look, he's taken Purdue to what I think is the pinnacle of what Purdue football can be, which is, I think they had nine wins last year. They went nine to four. They beat Boy, an SEC that, team in the bowl game. That's a really backhanded compliment. No, Will. no, no. And they had two massive upsets. They beat, uh, was it Ohio State they beat? And they beat, um, I mean, this is what Purdue up. does. They play the trap card at home. And they beat a big. Oh, they beat Michigan State at home. That was one of the big upsets. And they, it wasn't Ohio State. Who did they, who else? Who was the other upset uh, last year? Tyler's gonna pull it up. Uh, he's like Jamie from the uh, <laughs> from the Joe Rogan experience right now. Pull that shit up, Tyler. Um, but that's what Purdue does best. It's eight or nine wins, the peak season, and we're gonna knock off someone who uh, is a total trap game at home who's ranked in the top five. I mean, I, the peak was it cover. Iowa at the time? Yes. Yep. It was won, uh, Iowa that, and Michigan State. They won that 24-7. Exactly. Michigan uh, those State. were their two big wins, and that's, that is – I'm sorry, Purdue fans. You're never going to win the Big Ten. 
It's just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, look at how difficult it was just for Michigan to win the Big Ten over the last five or six years, right? And you're going to ask Purdue to do that. It's not going to happen. But the, what you can do is you can win eight or nine games. You can shake up the playoff uh, picture by upsetting some big uh, you know, top-ranked teams. And I yeah. think that Jeff Brom's doing a great job of it. And so shout-out to him for I mean, getting the Boilermakers going. You know? I, I don't know. It's Purdue. It's, it I'm is, not. I'm more excited Purdue. about Vanderbilt's logo, <laughs> but I did mention the colors. So Purdue pretty much has the same, same colors. colors yeah. Exactly. Maybe yeah. they should just share a logo. So I'm yeah. into it. You know what I say? It, uh, Purdue more like per don't. Per don't. Um, but I'm, I'll give myself that. <laughs> I'll give myself that. Right. Uh, and the other big news that has been dominating the college football scene for the last week is Dabo Swinney, who uh, he gave an interview and he basically said. He predicts and supports a complete blow-up of college football and college athletics. Now, that sounds like a lot when you just read that quote. Um, But he said he thinks there's going to be a complete blow-up and that there should be. He said, um, uh, you know, I'll I'll give out some quotes here. He said, there's going to be some type of break in another division. Right now, you got everyone in one group and it's not feasible. Alabama has different problems than Middle Tennessee, but we're trying to make them all the same and it's just not. I think you'll have 40 or 50 teams and a commissioner, and here are the rules. Now, Tyler, the reason why I love this quote especially is because you've been saying this for like two years now, is yeah. that the, essentially the Power Five, the top like 50, 60 teams, need to have their own division, and everyone else needs to have a separate one so that they can actually compete for a national championship, right? Yeah. That way, perfect example, just like Dabo said, uh, Middle Tennessee – has a chance to win a national championship, you know, uh, among like the group of five or whatever, the lower conference teams. For our listeners who have been there from the beginning, you know, shout out. Yep. Um, we, I, I've always been saying this that it, it's too crowded, and I look. I, I'm a fan of the Colorado Buffaloes. I grew up in, in in Colorado, and I love CU. And even if CU went undefeated, I mean, Pac-12 team throughout the year, the narrative would probably shift, you know. And I know this is all probably not going to ever have you know happen in the near future but it's weird that you have to th- think about the possibility of your favorite team not having a chance to play for the championship if they don't lose a game it's bizarre to me i mean ucf fans have a banner in their stadium it says whatever it was 2019 2017 yeah the happens. asterisk championship 2019 national they had a trophy or, or, or a, the, uh, a parade it, yeah they had a parade it's in the stadium and like i kind of feel for their fans i it's mm. it's hysterical but the idea you can go undefeated and have no shot to win the championship is laughable and look i can go on a whole thing about college athletics because it's morphed into this giant. You know, in the 70s and 80s, the, the idea wasn't to put this on TV and make all this money. It was kind of like high school. You went to school, you played sports, but you know, I'm not on that bandwagon. I love the fact that athletes can do what they can do. And I mean, I love NIL and them getting paid. My point is, it shifted because the popularity is so fast, nothing else changed in the sport. So there needs to be some kind of legislation saying, you know, if you go undefeated, you have a chance. To, like, that should be the base for any sport. Like, it's rule one. Right. If you go undefeated and don't lose a game, you should have at least a chance for the championship. Like, that should be the base for any sport. So, yeah. I've said, cut it into thirds. Cut it in half. You know, put 48, maybe 64 or so teams in a, in a, in a sort of a league. Right. And then they play for the championship. Or, you know, you do you have a playoff, so on and so forth. So I've been saying this for a while. And for those who go, well, I'm a Boise State fan. What about that? It's like you could win the second division. And 
I've also said this. This is my radical part. This relegation. Is get, this is where it gets not. I know exactly yeah. what this is. Relegation. So where the like the bottom ten, bottom fifteen teams, or let's say like forty eight through sixty four, go to Division two, and then Division the top whatever however many teams it just goes up to Division one, and you just keep doing that. So you can earn your way up to the top, and if you keep winning, you stay there. That would be so much fun. So you're playing for different things. You're playing to get to the next division. There's different trophies. There's different opportunities. Like that's what the sport needs is a shakeup like that. Yeah, and I, look, I don't know how because I don't think relegation would work really well in college football just because the players are only there for a few years, right? So if Boise State has a great year with a senior quarterback, they move up into the the group of you know whatever the Power Five conference the next year without that quarterback. Now they're getting their asses kicked. I don't know how you would work that, but I do agree with you. I mean, look, you're right. I mean, a a Sun Belt team that goes twelve and zero. Deserves a shot at a championship, not maybe not the college football playoff championship, because they're obviously not going to have a chance against an Alabama or Georgia or whatever, Ohio State, uh, Clemson, these top teams. Um, but they deserve to have a championship, right? And yeah. so I agree with you, and I do think that's where it's going. Now, this is where the, the next quotes from Dabo is where I, I, you know, look, I kind of agree with him, but I think he's not doing himself any favors is then he commented on the name image likeness stuff right the nil and he said there's no rules no guidance no nothing it's out of control it's not sustainable it's an absolute mess and a train wreck and the kids are going to be the ones who suffer in the end there's going to be a lot of kids that end up with no degrees and make decisions based on the wrong things now is he wrong i don't think so i think he's probably making a lot of good points and he knows what he's saying here's the problem i don't like that that Dabo. He seems a bit of like a uh, like a sore loser. Like he's like I had it figured out before, you know, before the NIL wow. stuff, and now things are changing, and I don't like this new thing, and I don't think that that's going to do him any favors when it comes to recruiting because he's already said we're not going after transfer players. We don't want to have guys that are transfer portal guys join our team because it it says negative things about the guys on our team, and I think that what this is going to do is make certain recruits say, well, I'm not going to consider Clemson, and again. I don't think that he's wrong. I just think that it's a little bit of like a boomer scenario where it's like, well, get with the times, man, because guess what? It's not changing. Does there need to be more guidance and more rules in NIL? Yes. I think there should be more rules and it should be you know, better managed. But the whole point is that to me, the idea that, that he's upset now when we all knew that players were getting paid under the table before right. that is pretty stupid to me and I don't agree with him there. Okay. I think that he's seeing the landscape kind of go too fast for him to keep up with and he's realizing that, look, I don't think Clemson is in that top class of categories with a lot of boosters. I mean, think about the amount of people just who've simply graduated from schools like Michigan and Ohio State and, and a lot of these SEC schools and all that, you know, that's that Southern money. It's it's So Clemson... You know, they've obviously got, you know, as much money as the average school, but I think he's seeing that they can't keep up in that end. Yeah. So, and and I think he's getting out recruited a little bit. For sure. Like, I think he's kind of, he may have peaked. I don't know if he Maybe deserves he did to be peaked. in that category of best of all time. Nick I, well, I don't know about best of all time. I think he's, I think he's well, certainly I, one of the, one of the, on the short list of top three, four coaches in college football today. Um, I mean, he was the only guy that, that was able to, compete with the dominance of Nick Saban and he did it multiple times yeah, right definitely not best of all time I didn't I, I shouldn't have said that but I mean one of the best of today like on that yeah like you said Nick Saban category yeah I don't know though I I, I, I thought that for a long time but we'll see the next couple of years are going to be important for them yeah no doubt but look I mean he's not again I don't think he's wrong I just think that you know he's gonna he's going to get himself into trouble by basically coming out and saying I don't agree with the transfer portal 
I don't want to. He his quote, and I'm paraphrasing here now. I already deleted the tab. Um, <laughs> but I'm paraphrasing is that why he, did you delete the tab I deleted the tab because I thought maybe we were moving on but now I had a new thought pop into my mind that's fine I'm just going to paraphrase and, and or I'll just take him completely out of context get him into trouble um, he said that he doesn't want to bring in transfer players because it sends a negative message to the guys on his team that they're not good enough and they're bringing in someone better whereas I think that's completely wrong you bring in guys and it increases competition it makes things better yeah there's going to be some kid that you bring in the transfer player his position and he gets sad and he's saying, hey, what are you doing? You, you, you recruited me and said I was your guy. But guess what? All, Alabama is doing this. Alabama, who gets the, the pick of the litter when it comes to recruiting for the most part every single year, is bringing in talent from outside because they're saying, guess what? This helps uh, make our team better. And that's the decision you have to make ultimately. Is, Does this make my team better or not? And to think that he's just all of a sudden all about, well, I got to care about yeah, the he's... feelings of my players <laughs> is a crock of shit. Well, it's not that he doesn't care about his players, but it's this whole it's this whole fake attitude that these coaches always do this. These yes. coaches are spoiled, man. These For coaches sure. are spoiled. They throw fits when they you know don't get what they want. Yes. Clemson is, I'm telling you, it's not just that he's seeing things crumble. I think he's going to be gone soon. Well, he's going to jump ship. What it is is that, you know, you mentioned it, especially in college football, and this is the reason why a lot of times college football coaches can't succeed in the NFL is because the best college football coaches are tyrants. Oh, yeah. They are dictators at those schools. They run the shit there. Those stories about uh, say, or, uh, Urban Meyer. Oh, I know. Oof. Those guys, and it doesn't work in the NFL if you're not a player's coach. You know, it can work if you're a player's coach guy because guess what? The players are more valuable to an NFL team than the coaches 99% of the time. Yeah. And right now what's happening in college athletics and college football is the players are getting more power. The transfer portal, the NIL, it's giving them more power. And I think that you're seeing the power of head coaches diminish a little bit. And maybe, you know, Dabo Swinney is seeing that. And he's going, well, I'm not going to go cater to some transfer guy that quit on his team or whatever, whatever it is. And now this guy's making more money than yeah. I am. You know what I mean? I mean, look, wherever uh, uh, the the Manning kid goes, uh, who's the – it's Peyton's Arch. nephew, Arch. Wherever Arch goes, there's a good chance he's making as much – or more in NIL money than his head coach. Let's do a bet board bet right now. Okay. Where Arch Manning goes. All right. So I think his final three, they're saying the inside three is uh, supposedly Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. Can you get an updated? Can you check on I'm that? I'm looking for the odds. Um, All right. So this is this is the current odds we're working with as of late February. Okay. So uh, where will Arch Manning play? Okay. Georgia plus 200. Texas plus two fifty, Alabama plus three fifty. So it's it's down to those three. Well, Ole Miss is five to one, and then yeah. LSU is twenty to one. So pretty much those four. Ole Miss is included in there, but I don't know about Ole Miss. Um, you know, it'd be interesting if you go go play with Lane Lane Train. So let's let's mm. do uh, let's do. All right, can I? Uh, let, we we never do this. Yeah. Just for this bet, can we do the actual odds? And the only reason I I say that is because it's going to be easy. To, they, they're so small. It's either two to one. Two so and you half, get two, two bet board wins if if yeah. you if you bet correctly. Yeah. For Georgia, <sighs> if he goes to Georgia, if he right. goes to Alabama, you get three and a half. Hmm. Which that half could come in handy. That half could come in handy. <laughs> half bet board <laughs> wins. I like this. Um, you know what's funny is that uh, my one caveat. I'm gonna pick Georgia because I actually think wow. that that makes the most sense. They're up and coming, but still dominant. Uh, okay. And maybe it breaks them a little bit of like I don't want to go to Alabama. However, so you're taking Georgia two to one. I'm taking Georgia two to All one right. with the caveat. Oh, the caveat. Here's the caveat. If Texas wins 10 or more games this year, 
Okay. I think he may go to Texas. Really? But I think he's only he's going to gauge how things are going for Sark in Austin. Do you think Sark can win 10 games? Can? Yes. Will he? Probably not. Texas will definitely be back if he does. <laughs> Texas, if they win 10 games, Texas is back for sure. So I do think ultimately he'll probably go to Georgia, but I wouldn't be surprised at any of them. I guess I'd be surprised if he goes to one of those outside schools, Tennessee, Ole Miss, whatever. Well, guess who I'm taking? Who are you taking? I'm taking Ole Miss. Are you? Yes, I you am. You think he's going to follow uh, his granddaddy and his uncle, well, here, his uncle he, Eli. Here's my thinking of why he's going to do that. Yeah. It would be the best for the press. It would be the be- Not that he's going to make that decision, but it would be the best story for sure. So that's going to aid to everything else. Okay, so that's supplementary. That is the best but, story. But, but that's going to aid to everything else. I think this is about getting the best spot in the NFL. This is all about the NFL. Who's going to set him up in the NFL with the best stats and the best opportunity to succeed? Lane Kiffin Mm. has a track record in the NFL and college of working with a lot of different talent. No doubt. He's going to, I think, offer the entire offense. He's going to say, Arch, take the offense. Do what you have to do. It's yours. We're going to build this around you. We're going to get those numbers up. And you know how transparent and fun and different Lane Kiffin can be. I think it's going to be a fun place to play. It's going to all be Mm -hmm. good because we'll miss a good story. And I really believe at the end of the day, as long as he doesn't look horrible at any of these schools, he's going to be the number one pick in the first round, no matter what. He has so much hype, and I hear he's good. You know, I hear it's well deserved. Oh, very good. You know, so he's and young. He's so got well, the Manning name. Exactly. Come on, so that's, that's just money for any team in their pocket. So I don't think we we see quarterbacks go. You know, top ten from North Dakota State. So I don't think it matters where he goes in terms of NFL. For all those reasons, I think five to one Ole Miss, I, and I actually think Ole Miss is. Really interesting. So we'll take especially Miss, that could be another caveat because if Ole Miss goes out and wins ten or eleven games again like they did last year, they win ten games. I think they won ten, uh, or maybe it was nine. So. Um, they that's also you know the Manning that no one ever talks about. His dad play, uh, went to Ole Miss as well. Archie, so, uh, no Cooper. Uh, Cooper, yes, his granddad did too, and of course Uncle Eli. Do yeah, they think, went ten and three last year, six and two go, in the 10 SEC. Games. And Matt Crowell, you know, maybe a uh, top. Pick. I don't think he'll go first round, but you never in know. In that game at Auburn, they lost 31-20. There are a lot of mistakes in that game. I mean, they okay. could have been 11-2. and two. Definitely. Um, who do you think would be a cooler uncle, Peyton or Eli? And I think I feel like the easy answer is is Peyton, but I actually feel like sneaky <laughs> Eli might actually be cooler I would because go, he's a little bit more low-key. Yeah, I, I would go Eli. Peyton would be too, way too much of a control freak. He's a control freak. Yeah. He's, you know, the cameras have to be on him instead of <laughs> exactly. instead of on nephew Arch. Whereas, like Eli's just chill. Yeah, Eli's just chill, and he's like, look, I've got just as many Super Bowls as my as Peyton, and no one respects me. So you know what we've got to do on this show? We've got to come up with a nickname for Arch before anyone else. Come up with the nickname. Mm. We'll we'll think about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But we do. We got to. We need to brand him. Yes, we and do. get credit for that. Mm-hmm. We got to contact Arch and get him on the podcast. Yeah, right, we'll I'm sure on. he'll be down. Um, all right, moving on. That's all we really have for college football news. It really hasn't been a ton over the That's last month. News. It is off season and things are changing. But Tyler, uh, and that's been the news. That's been the Will news. Uh, the combine did happen. Mm-hmm. It happened uh, right after we last recorded. And this is the only note. I mean, there's always fun stuff with the combine. And obviously, if you've listened to the show for a while. You heard last offseason when we ran our combine, and we tra- We did our 40 times, and sh- were they subpar? Yes, on an NFL level, but I still feel that we are an athletic bunch of 30-year-olds, 30-plus-year-olds, um, yeah. men in their 30s. You've got to come play some tennis soon. That's what you have to do. I want to play some tennis and prove my shuttle time. Will says he can't play this weekend because he's going out of town. Do it, Italy. I am going to Italy. I'm, I'm 
I'm taking a boat across the ocean. I'm flying to Italy. I'm really excited. This is my first trip to Europe, so wow. uh, very excited about it. All right. But you got I a couple w- movies ready for the plane? I'm going to train. while uh, I'm mostly going to be sleeping, hopefully, but I, d- I will have movies prepared. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to be training for the combine while I'm there <laughs> because I'll have the advantage of no one there. There's not going to be many scouts there, mm-hmm. so I can I can finally break out my 40 speed and not have you so know, you've headlines from people tra- seeing it. So you've sat and not trained all year. Then you're going to go Mostly. to Italy, and you're going to suddenly start working out there. I am going to learn the ways the of the Italians, uh-huh. and, and it's going to help my combine um, because I'm, you know, I'm going to be shucking and jiving through the streets, through the tight little narrow streets. It's going to help my, <laughs> my shuttle speed. Uh, well, and you like F1. Exactly. I'm going to be chasing down pickpocketers. That will help my 40 speed. You know, good, I hear the good. pickpocketers are bad there. Well, it sounds like you've got a nice trip planned. I've got a nice trip <laughs> planned. I'm excited. But no, look, the combine ha- happened, and the craziest one of all, because we ran our 40 times, and we were all in what? We were in the fives, mm. and and Smitty was in the sixes. Ryan was. Yeah, producer but Smitty was We didn't even run in the fours. And I that, thought he was brisk walking. My, I had a, before said I just want to run sub six, and thankfully I did. But it go, just goes to show you, because look, we're not, I mean, we joke about how out of shape we are. We're not like... You know, uh, we're not like complete slobs. Well, we can go out and play a pickup game of basketball or a game of tennis. You know, we we played sports growing up. Half court, half yeah, court. I'm good yeah. for a half, half court, court game. That's right. Uh, and Jordan Davis, who I've talked about before, the Georgia standout defensive lineman who looks like fucking Shrek. He's the biggest man <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. That old dude. Donkey. He's six six, three hundred and forty pounds, and he ran a four seven eight forty. That wow. is so insane. There's been NFL running backs who who have run slower 40s than that. Um, that well, time is – I can't even fathom how he could be so athletic at that size. He's projected, according to this last uh, mock draft on ESPN a couple hours ago, uh, to go 13th overall to Houston. Why is he dropping down? Um, I mean, I have no idea. If Like, if I was – you know, look, am I a football genius? No, but – if I was an NFL GM, it'd be hard to not just be like, he's the biggest and the fastest and the strongest. I'm going to pick him, right? Yeah. He's a, I mean, he, he is he's a got freak a lot of coverage. Of nature, yeah. and he's still so fast, which is crazy to me. Because, like, the guy who everyone is saying is going to go number one, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, he's like 60 pounds lighter and only ran like a four, six, yeah, two or something. He's like the JJ Watt, TJ Watt. You exactly. Know, build. And he's like super jacked, whereas Jordan Davis looks like he has baby fat because he's six, six and 340 fucking pounds. But he runs, I mean, he's faster than like 99% of human beings. Okay, so I, I just realized the reason, I, di- I was wrong about Jordan Davis. He's not really dropping. That's like one of the first spots D-tackle is going to be looked at. Okay. I was thinking he's of... He's inside lineman, that's why. Yeah, I, well, I was thinking of uh, uh, the offensive tackle from uh, Alabama, Evan Neal. He's right. all over the place because they say he has he like... He could be number one for, even, right? Well, yeah, but they say he may fall to like uh, t- the teens as well. Oh, so interesting. I've heard a lot of, of range with him, but Look, either I'm, way. I'm so excited, especially for this year's draft, just to see Can where some of these... It? Yeah, see where the quarterbacks yeah. go, where the skill players go. Um, I think it's going to be a fascinating draft, especially because you don't just have a clear number one quarterback, right? Those are the boring drafts where it's like, which quarterback is going number one? Now it's like, there may not be a quarterback taken in the top 10, which I think is awesome. I think it's fascinating. All right, let's uh, right now, best Bet quarterback. Be, no, I don't know. First well, quarterback taken? No, no, no. no uh, I didn't mean quarterback. Best player in the top 10. Who do I drafted. think? But we have to go back in like 
five years. So we have to like mark this down for five years from now. See, that's of what course. we should do. Back, well, I mean, we, we, what we, we really need is an assistant to manage this shit for I, us because you know, I feel l- like there's probably been like eight bet board bets that we've made and we've never <laughs> come back, back to because we forgot. Right, about let me them. give you mine, okay? Okay. Because I got kind of one out, one that's uh, kind of out there, but I think he's going to have a huge career. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Oh yeah, absolutely. Dude, that guy's he's a freak. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's huge big, and super he's fast. fast. Yeah, he's like the the new safety that everyone's going to want. Super hybrid. He can do he can cover the entire field. He hits. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be one of those big money okay safeties. So I I like him as my kind of best player in the top ten. I'm in going to years. go with oh man, best player. Honestly, I bet I was like the one who was shouting from the rooftop about how good this guy was and how underrated this guy was way before it was like catching on. Sauce Gardner, the, the quarterback fr- from Cincinnati, he's finally, first they were saying like he may not go first round. Now he's top 10, top 15 in these drafts, these mock drafts. And I get it. He played at Cincinnati, but this dude didn't give up a single touchdown in coverage his whole college career. And I don't care where you play. That's impressive. Um, he was Great so... Great name. That's a top 10 name. It, oh, Sauce Gardner. Come on. Are you kidding me? It's, it's That's like a top five name. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, they'll call him Hot Sauce forever. And he was so good that the cornerback opposite of him from Cincinnati won the, the award for best corner in the country because no one would even throw at Sauce Gardner. Uh-huh. So they were all throwing the other guy's way, and that guy was good, so he got a bunch of stats, but that's how good Sauce Gardner is. So I think he might be the absolute steal of the draft. We got to get in touch with him and do sauces, uh, do like a sauce line with him. A sauce line? Obviously. Sauce Gardner, hot sauce, Sauce yeah. Gardner. I mean, how many different sauces could he have? When you go to the drive-thru... What's your go-to sauce? You get you get chicken, right? You chicken nuggets. Are you talking about at Chick Fil A or McDonald's? Dude, or anywhere. Like, like you let's know, go Chick Fil A. Let's yeah, start Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. What's your go-to sauce? All right. Well, it definitely depends on what I'm eating. If I'm doing chicken nuggets, I get two sauces. Mm. I get uh, I get barbecue and I get the Polynesian. The Polynesian is like the sweet and sour, the tangy. Uh, I didn't peg you as a Polynesian. Oh, I love the Polynesian okay. sauce. Okay. And, but here's the trick: is that if you just get a sandwich. And you're just looking for sauce to dunk your fries. Actually, the fries in the Polynesian is like super fire. The Chick Fil A mm. sauce is great. I'm not the biggest fan of their ranch, and I'm actually not even the biggest ranch guy. Um, but I like the Chick Fil A sauce. I like the barbecue, and I love the Polynesian. What about McDonald's? McDonald's. I'd probably just go with your standard barbecue. Okay. But you know who's got the underrated sauce uh, list and sauce offerings is Popeyes. Popeyes, really? dude, the Mardi Gras okay. mustard. It's like a tangy, spicy mustard. Okay. So delicious. I'm getting hungry. Oh, man, I'm getting hungry too. Okay. And, okay, you know what? I I have a confession to make to you, Tyler. Okay. Um, again, if you're a a, a tailgater, uh, if you're a hardcore listener of the show, maybe you even remember when we were College Football Weekly. If you're one of those people, wow, yeah. hats off to you. You're a real one. Um, but if you've been listening to College Football Tailgate for a while, last year we gave out our top fast food lists. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a lot of controversy, and Smitty and I may or may not have ganged up on Tyler yes. for his his number one selection being Arby's. Yeah, it was very unfair what you guys said. You guys I, were very unfair to since me. Since then, uh, now I haven't eaten it. Uh-huh. However, I've had multiple people now tell me, hey, Arby's isn't the Arby's that you ate in 2008. It's not your, not your grandpa's Arby's. It's not my grandpa's Arby's. No. Things have changed, yes. and I've now heard from multiple people that like they have really good wings. Um they have a fish sandwich that's supposed to be really good. And so what? I mean, this is my promise to you. Okay. Before the season, the next season starts, I'm going to eat uh, a couple different meals. I'm going to go to Arby's twice, get two different things, and I'm going to reassess my assessment. And I'll give an honest 
an honest okay, rating. I love that. I, I know you're going to be honest, but but make me a promise. Okay, you're going twice, which which is good because. Yep. But but you've got to at least one of the two times go willing to get one of the more expensive menu items. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, because that's I mean they I'm do not just a lot get, of like, stuff the really dollar good. Item. But look, the dollar items are good as well. The, yes, there's nothing like a good beef and cheddar. Mm. I mean, see, mm. but I I think what I'm going to try is like curly fries. Well, I always love the curly fries. Yeah. I've never denied their curly fries are good. I just always thought like their roast beef sandwiches weren't great. But I'm going to try a beef and cheddar, and I'm going to try like a chicken or a fish sandwich or something. Okay, okay. And I'm going like to give it. I'm going to I'm going to give them I'm Give an Arby's a second shot. And if you get some chicken fingers or some tendies, get some barbecue. They've got very good barbecue sauce. Okay. Look, so. uh, fool me once, Arby's. Shame on you. Mm-hmm. Or uh, fool me twice, shame on me. So if I go back and I have the same assessment, then it's on your head, Tyler. Look, you, I'll, I'll take the blame. Okay. I'm willing to shoulder that. All right, fair enough. Uh, moving on. Now, this it's a shame that Smitty's not here because he's the one who sent this content to our little group thread that we text in. Mm-hmm. Um. He sent us a picture, and he said, check out this trophy. And if you're listening at home, you got to Google this. The Korean uh, Baseball World Series, I believe is what it is. The the team that won, which is the NC Dinos, great name, by the way, the Korean Baseball League World Series. It was settled uh, in the last week or two. and um, Actually, maybe not. This is an old article, but whatever. We just came upon this. And their trophy is this giant sword that looks like it's a sword from video games and it turns out it did come from like the video games but the sword trophy they have is huge it's like four feet long and that's the world series trophy and smitty was like how awesome is this and my first initial thought was that's so much better than the college football playoff trophy and the college football yeah, playoff trophy better. changed with when they went from the bcs to the playoff system and yeah it's shiny and it's, you know, it's to me, the importance of it is just that you won the playoff. No one actually looks at that trophy and thinks, this is a great trophy. And so what I challenged you, Tyler, uh-huh. uh, was to come up with a better option for the college football playoff trophy. Okay. And I have uh, two, technically I have three here. You have three. Three. Okay. And even though the sword is awesome, by the way, the sword is fantastic. And if I, uh, I we're going to rule out giant cartoon animated swords okay. from the option. That's fine. But uh, my here's my first one, and okay. and the first one really is bring back the crystal ball from the BCS championship. That was such a cool okay, trophy. Okay. The crystal ball was great. the The coaches held it. You had to hold it gently to make sure it doesn't shatter. They kiss it. It looked awesome. Not, that didn't need to change with the BCS. So I hate the fact they brought in a trophy when the crystal ball was great. That already. was the best trophy of all time. It, I mean, Be- it, well, in college football, absolutely. Best trophy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well. Best national championship trophy. There's yes. a lot of good rivalry trophies out there. There's some great. Yeah, you're right. The rivalry trophies are cool. Okay, so I went a different way with this. Okay. Little, little, little more uh, out there. Okay, but I think there should be a custom trophy made every year for each team mm. with the coach. You know, doing a symbol, one of a couple of symbols, and like a couple of players on there. So like a bust. Yeah, a bust. Like a Hall of Fame. Exactly, bust. kind yeah. of ish. Yeah. Okay. So so custom every year. Custom every year. So mm. like, what would you have done last year for Alabama? Would it be like Nick Saban yelling, like a bust of him screaming? Yeah, it'd be Saban, and then it'd be Bryce an Young on one side. Oh, okay, you know. See, but you can't. You have to. Then you have to prepare both trophies. And even though that works with the T-shirt thing, because you give the T-shirts to needy children in Africa, that does that does them no good to give them a bronze what trophy. What year in Africa. are we living in? We're sending spaceships to everywhere in the galaxy. We're doing this. Yes. We're doing that. We're we're. But we can't make a trophy in twenty minutes. Mm. I mean, come on! After the game to the trophy ceremony is like twenty minutes. They could do a mold. Give me a break. Okay, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. All right, uh, my other—I've uh, got a couple here. Um, 
a giant platinum diploma because that's really what college football is all about, right? It's about education. Shout out Dabo Swinney. <laughs> it's about players graduating, so we give a big diploma to the coach and to the, the audience team. found that one funny. Yeah, that's hysterical. <laughs> uh, Tyler, your next one. My next one is a bag of cash. Damn it! I have that one. That was my next one. Is <laughs> a golden a golden bag of cash or a bag man, a man holding the cash? Oh no no for no! Getting recruits. I meant a literal oh, bag of cash. I meant like a trophy bag of of cash. Yeah. Well. Okay. Just oh, just money. Just that's great. Cold. Hard cash. Okay, and it's just it's divvied up amongst the players. Or how about this? By the way, non-taxable. Non-taxable. I 100% agree with that. (laughs) Shout out the man. Um, (laughs) Here's what you do. Here's my idea. Yes. Is instead of confetti, it's just money that falls down the field after the win. There we go. You got to shuffle the losing team off. They can't grab any hundreds off the ground. Um, See, that's why we're a good team. Well, yeah. Just put put those ideas together. Damn it! I'm 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 bummed that you said bag of cash because my next one was just going to be like a cartoonish bag of money and that's the trophy because that's what college football really is it's not about diplomas no it's It's about about money money so okay interesting how about this Mm. how about a diamond bracket like a playoff bracket it's like a final four and it looks like it's not one of your better ideas okay no all right well i had a few trophy ideas. you did or you just copy the stanley cup and just do that because that's cool too (laughs) yeah that is so i'm into that crystal ball bring back the crystal ball Uh, okay um, all right, Tyler. Uh, well, last segment we've got here. This was your idea, the movie yes, segment. Yes. Well, we are a pop culture show right behind college football, yes. keep in mind. And it is the off season. All right, so here's what we do. We're going to talk about uh, best side movie characters. It's like a supporting role, right? Best like supporting Can't role. Can't be a main character, character in comedy, right? Yeah, comedy only. Because you can go a lot of side characters in a lot of good movies. Right. You start doing comedy. So if you do else. Dumb and Dumber, you can't do uh, Lloyd Christmas or... Harry, Harry, yeah, Harry, whatever his name is, or you can't even do uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Mary, Mary you Swanson. Mary. You can't, you can't do Mary, Mary Sampsonite. Um, Slippy, slappy. All right, well, I may have broken the rule slightly with one of these, but that's okay. So it has to be like a side character. It has to be a side character. Well, I so, so yeah, let, let, let's make this clear. Best side characters in comedy movies of all time. Okay, side piece. It's okay. got to be a side, side character. Piece. It can't be a main character. All right. So uh, by the way. We are friends with Paramount. We've done some business with Paramount in, in, in the past. That's right. Uh, we've done some movie ideas. We love talking movies on the show. I watch for, Yellowstone. For anyone new to the, you? to the show. No, I don't watch Yellowstone. It's awesome. Is it good? Yeah. What's it about? A Yellowstone? It's about a ranch and cowboys and fighting. Okay. All right. So, best five. Here, should I just start and, and you can go second or what? Yeah. I got yeah some go cli- ahead. I got some clips to play for okay. those who haven't seen these or don't know who these characters are. All right. Okay. Number five for me is uh, the mole in uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. The mole who helps the uh, the kids organize their plan to infiltrate the USO <laughs> The French show. kid, right? The French kid, yeah. So the mole's number five for me. Sneak over there and shut it off before I return with Terrence and Philippe, or the alarms will sound, and I will be attacked by guard dogs. Got it? Okay. You must shut off the alarms. I fucking hate guard dogs. I heard you the first time, you British piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the mole. Number four. Uh, have you seen 40-Year-Old Virgin, Will? Oh, yeah. Okay, so 40-Year-Old Virgin... To me, joke about living that life. Oh my god, yep. I <laughs> I love that movie. It's you know it's it's not talked about as like one of the better comedy movies Very at least. Funny when, movie. Oh, it's so hysterical. I think it's one of the funniest movies. I mean, I well, I laugh mm. beginning to end. It is hysterical. I love Forty Year Old Virgin. Steve Carell is. I mean that that's that's one of his best movies for sure. Absolutely. So Paula, who's this manager? At uh, oh yeah, at where he works. What's yeah. that actress? Jane Lynch. Name? Jane Lynch. Yeah, She's dude. Super Jane Lynch funny. is hysterical. Yep. Oh my god. In uh, in in uh, 
uh, uh, Waiting for Guffman oh, yeah. and, and uh, Best in Show. Oh, she's great. oh my god! So uh, Paula in a Forty Year Old Virgin, played by uh, Jane Lynch. You know, Andy, I've been thinking about your problem. I think I might have a solution for you. Hmm. You ever heard of the term "fuck buddy"? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, number three, we're going The Hangover, Leslie Chow. Uh, Leslie Chow in The Hangover. Ah, not not so good now. Quit poke. Oh, do we bad? What? <laughs> now, give me money, or I shoot him, and I shoot all you motherfuckers, and then we take it. Your choice, bitches. <laughs> Ken, Very underrated. Ken Jong yeah, is hysterical. Super funny. Do you watch? Uh, I'm, I'm sh- I guarantee, I would bet minus 10,000. The answer is no. I already Do you watch say like The Voice, The right? Masked Singer. Oh, The Masked Singer. Yeah. yeah. Same, no, I, uh, those are the kind of shows I hate more yeah, than anything. So, <laughs> I know there. So we watched The Masked but Singer. But he's on that, right? Ken Jong is yeah. one of the, the contestants or the, the uh, uh, judges. Right. But uh, Hangover, you know, for, oh, for the kids out there. Very Do you think good. Hangover is considered to be an older movie these days? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're like a kid that's like in high school, uh, you don't know that movie. That came out in 2009. You might have seen it. Like, isn't it funny to think that it, it pretty soon we're going to be the ones like telling our kids like, oh, you got to see The Hangover. Like our parents were like, you got to see Airplane. <laughs> right. You know, and yeah, there's a couple good jokes, but like comedy will be so morphed that they'll be like, this old shit is boring. I know. That's so depressing to think about. Yeah, it is. We're old. In the meantime, uh, The Hangover. I love The Hangover. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, Super bad. Great Seth Rogen movie, but I couldn't choose just one character in here, so I had to go both of the cops. Oh, yeah. Great, so great choice. both of the cops in Superbad. Uh, Bill Seth Hader, Rogen, Seth yeah, Rogen. <laughs> Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, yep. who are two of my favorite actors uh, in Superbad, which is one of my favorite Hilarious uh, comedies. Movies. Yeah. Yes, God, yes, listen. he was. That's not what you think, guys. I'm not even... Sit the fuck down. Okay. Stay that ass down. Stay whoa, the fuck whoa, down. No, calm okay. down. I thought we were friends, and then you go run away from me. Contain yourself. You just cock-blocked McLovin. Okay, he's our friend. We don't do that. We should be guiding his cock, not blocking it. <laughs> all right, that's super bad. God, I love super bad. And then, all right, my number one here. Uh, how do you get any better than uh, Chaz Reinhold, Wedding Crashers, played by, of course, Will <laughs> You Farrell. know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? Yes. I need... Co- hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Back there. Will Ferrell. Oh, that, that's so, such a funny role. I mean, all these you're right. Are... He's in that movie for like a total of like two minutes. Yeah. And that's what makes it so funny. <laughs> exactly. Total sidekick. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple uh, uh, honorable mentions. Should okay. I do those? Or yeah, you... do them. All right. Honorable mention. Uh, the I'm going uh, back to uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. And I'm just, these are a lot of my favorite movies. This is how I know these characters. Uh, this is uh, the Canadian Minister of Movies in an argument with on uh, TV with uh, Kyle Brovlowski's mom, and he's arguing about uh, the movies being uh, too offensive. Well, the film is R-rated, and it's not intended for children. Ah, but of course children are going to see it. Can I finish? The fact is that we Canadians are quite surprised by <laughs> you your outrage. You just don't care. Can I finish? Hello? Can I, can I finish? The United States has graphic violence on television all the time. We can't believe that a movie with some foul language would piss you off so much. Because it's evil. Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Honorable mention. And then uh, I'll save one for, for the end. What uh, What do you got? All right, I've got uh, my top five and then a couple honorable mentions. So number five, 
Uh, you mentioned we, we, have, we don't have sound clips for Will. Again, I I pushed Mc I did McLovin, and to me, maybe he is a main character, but I felt like he was like not technically, you, but maybe that's breaking the rules. You a already bit. broke the rules of the first one. Uh, McLovin, great character, super bad, super underrated movie. Uh, number four, okay. Bad Santa with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Uh, the kid. That's his You never know his name, <laughs> but that kid just cracks me up. He's so funny. He just sits there and stares and looks stupid, but he's super funny, so I love the kid in that movie. That's a good one. Um, number three, Sandy Lyle from Along Came Polly, played by Philip Seymour <laughs> Hoffman. He plays this role where Is he's like he this- side character enough? Uh, I mean, he's not- I guess he's like the third or fourth most yeah. popular in the movie. Again, maybe I broke these rules a little bit. It's all right. He's, but he's, he's just so funny. Enough. He's like a former child acting star, and uh, he's super arrogant, but you know, uh, has no skills anymore. No one likes him, and he's super annoying. Uh, that's where the term shark came from. He, he like made that. That was the first time I had ever heard the term shark. It was from that movie. <laughs> Um, and so super funny, Sandy Lyle. Number two, Les Grossman, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Oh, that's okay. a side role, and he's hilarious yeah. in it. And I'm not even the biggest Tom Cruise fan, but he's super funny in that. But Charlie, you talk about a dated movie, Tropic Thunder. Tropic right Thunder. Yeah, you can't, no you can't do that today. Uh, number one, uh, and this one is definitely breaking the rules. But Shooter McGavin, he's that Shooter. guy is one of the funniest characters of all time. He's the ultimate heel. He's a bad guy, but he's so funny. Uh, all his antics. It makes me want to like. You know, do his his. Whenever I make a putt, I want to be like Shooter McGavin. <laughs> and then my uh, my honorable mentions were the Jesus from Big Lebowski, okay. John Tarturo, okay, and Dieter von Kunth from MacGruber, played by Val Kilmer. Just a hilarious name. He's the bad guy in it. Dieter von Kunth. Dieter von Kunth. Just uh, super funny. So that was my list. Uh, I love it. Uh, we actually came up with one together before the show, which was the uh, the Hitchhiker oh, yeah. in Something About Mary, where he's talking about uh, seven minute abs. <laughs> You heard of this thing, the eight-minute abs? Yeah, sure, eight-minute abs. Yeah, the uh, exercise video. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, this is going to blow that right out of the water. Listen to this. Seven-minute abs. <laughs> And he ends up being a serial killer, right? <laughs> He's got like a bag of, of chopped up body parts with him the whole time. Such a funny movie. Oh my God, great that's great. Uh, Harlan Williams is that actor. Yes, yeah, he's super like, funny. He's low-key hysterical. Oh, high-key. Uh, high-key. And, and then uh, I wanted to top it off with this one. This is this is a great... Did, did, I don't know how this one didn't make my top five. You, uh, you fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? <laughs> Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? Come on, give me that booze, you little pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Come on. <laughs> that's a great insult. Pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Uh, that's Harlan a, Williams again, Dumb and Dumber. That, that's no, that, yeah, it's Dumb and Dumber, yeah, the yeah. state trooper. Oh, I Harlan love it. Williams. Same yeah, actor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Super funny. Uh, dumb and Dumber. I mean, Speaking of movies, I saw the new Batman movie. It's awesome. Ooh. If you're a Batman fan, go check it out. It's really long. It's oh, a three hour Mr. movie. Batman. Too much time to spend in the theater, in my opinion, but super good movie. Is it out on uh, VHS? No. <laughs> <laughs> no VHS. it's not hey, out what does vhs stand for quick trivia video home service system that so was close though i mean it, 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 it you know you could guess that pretty well yeah but no it's not it is going to be on hbo max i guess soon so uh if you like batman i grew up being a batman nerd you know a loser kid so mm, i always love that good movie but um, yeah, no, look, we're going to do another off-season podcast uh, in May, and then by the time we hit June, we're going to be hitting the ground running with real college football stuff, previews. Like Tyler said, we'll be back to doing uh, shows every week uh, come August, 
And I'm just so excited. Summer's coming around. Hell we yeah. got to get ready for our combine. We're going to have uh, Producer Smitty back in the studio soon. He'll be back for the next one. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod, college football pod. Uh, subscribe on Spotify and iTunes. And here's the thing. Give us a five-star review. It really helps the podcast. Check out BetUS.com. Use the promo code TAILGATE. We'll see you guys next time.